Hey everyone, welcome to Dragon Talk from Mount Pauzu to the 28th World Martial Arts Tournament. And today we're talking about Dragon Ball. Wait a minute, I thought we were going to talk about Lilies. Nope, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Darn. So, before we get to that though, I'm Steven Carrillo. I'm Kyle Stoken. And I'm Brendan Estada Jr. Jr. I like the energy you just put in. The I put a shit of energy. That's the most okay. energy he's put into anything in the past year or so. I, the, the, the thing is, I put more energy when there's nobody else in the goddamn room. So you're embarrassing yourself. Yes, I'm okay. embarrassing myself. Because <laughs> I listen to myself in those podcasts. Yeah. I shouldn't be talking ever. No, it's awful. Stop. Well. Or maybe continue. We need you for yeah. this. Just for this. So before we get started on the actual chapters, one thing, a new villain shows up who's taking on the title of a previous villain that we've seen. So, I want to talk about legacy characters. Characters who have inherited a title from someone who came from before them. So, Kyle, why don't you go, what's a, a legacy character that you like a lot, and why? Well, I'm going to go for another DC character and say Tim Drake. Tim Drake. Um, Tim Drake, yeah. Yeah, I remember after... Who is Tim Drake? Well... Kid from Gotham, very intelligent. Um, let me say this: he was so intelligent he actually did figure out Batman's identity, but for a certain amount of clues and stuff. And after he met up, and what title did he inherit? The Robin. Robin. Yeah. Well, after Jason Todd uh, passed away by the Joker. Sure. But yeah, if I remember the origin story, uh, Batman saw all the requirements from a Robin within Tim Drake. He was a highly intelligent. He did have the motivation to, you know, clean up the city. Uh, you know, not clean up the city, but try to do the right thing. You know, he had the determination. It seemed like he had a. Um, he was kind of a fanboy with with Batman before, you know, he became a Robin. And he, to me, he seems like he's the best Robin. I agree with that. I feel like Tim Drake is the one true Robin. He is the guy. I like Tim Drake because. He doesn't have the same fighting ability, the natural athletic ability that, that a Dick Grayson or a Jason Todd would have. Mm -hmm. He made up for it with smarts. He was smarter. I'd say he, from what I've read, he's about as smart as Batman is. Yeah. He's more and detective than... He's more detective than he is superhero. Exactly. And Agreed. he can, because of those skills, he can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with someone as like, a good a fighter as Dick Grayson. Cause as he'll be, as uh, Jason Todd, because they... Jason Todd and Tim Drake turn to bub heads. Yeah, because he's he's a strategizer. He he thinks before he acts. Yeah. And when he acts before yeah. he thinks. Renee. Yeah, Renee, just go. Yeah. What's a legacy character you enjoy? Uh, my first one is Wolverine. All Wolverine. new, all new Wolverine, because fucking pussy ass Logan dies. And X twenty three. I mean, if there's a way no. to die, if there's a way to die, yes, Logan found it. He had the perfect death. Whatever. Yeah, the point it? is, X-23 took over as Wolverine. The one true Wolverine. The one true Wolverine. Is it Wolverine. weird that I like both your choices more than the original versions? I like I like Laura Kinney more than I like Logan. I like Tim Drake more than Dick Grayson. It's, I, don't yes. that. I, I don't disagree with that at all. But uh, yeah, she comes out in All New X-Men and All New Wolverine, mm -hmm. which are two different Lauras. No, I mean, they're the same person, but I'm saying like the way they act, is, they act differently. I think they're set in different times. Different times. I feel like uh, because in all new X Men, she's kind of super reckless because yeah. of her healing factor. Yeah. But then she's more calm in all new Wolverine. I think in all new I think all new Wolverine takes place in the eight month eight month gap. 
between Secret Wars. And Within the eighth one? Yeah. I Just like uh, Old Man Logan. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, there's a couple others that do the same thing. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Anyways, yeah, she's fucking awesome. She meets her clones or whatever. She helps them out. She's... Tries to. Huh? Tries to. Well, she, she tries to help them out. One of the clones specifically where she's the younger, a uh, younger, the youngest, uh, she takes her in and, yeah. yeah, becomes the kind of like a big sister. So that's that pick. The second one, though. The second one is the gang Robins. More Robins? Yes, more Robins. As in not just Robin, but Robins, as in there's an S because it's plural. We are Robin. Yes. The title is called We Are Robin. The gang is just called Robins. Yes. Why are they good? Because they after, good? after the end game... Uh, arc thing with the Joker and all that shit Gotham went into chaos like it always fucking does constant chaos yeah but this time a group of kids came together not even a group of kids some some random message oh, board message board started messaging these uh, random kids who literally just asked them hey you want to fucking help the city cause it's a piece of shit that was Alfred, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Alfred. I question that guy a lot. He's so yeah. desperate to keep Bruce safe that he, like, hey, you 12-year-old, you, you want to fight in the city? They're not 12-year-olds. They're, like, around 17. Okay. 16, 17. All right. Yeah, it seems like... And that's what he did. In the New 52, we have... Com- we would call common characters, like, Alfred and stuff, and now they... Now we call them into questioning, what were you thinking? He's, he's just a man desperate to keep his, his boy safe. Right. Anyway, despite questionable choices of Alfred Pennyworth. There, yeah, there's a bunch of people in this gang, but... It highlights specific yes, ones. Yes, it highlights, I think, four or five specific characters. It was about six in the beginning. It was six in the beginning. <laughs> and then things happen. But, Gotham uh, happens. Mainly it's Duke Thomas. Yes, the main, main character is Duke Thomas, who went out looking for his parents every goddamn night. And then eventually he gets a message, hey, you want to be a fucking Robin? He's like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hell yeah, son. <laughs> Let's do this. I don't think he was that excited about it. Right. Well, no, he wasn't. But, but anyways. Uh, we meet all these kids, right? right? And they're they're pretty great. I like the Robins. I like, Rico. Yeah, I like all of the characters, all of the Robins. Rico. As much as Duke Thompson. Uh, Rico. Rico. Andre. Uh, what's it? Dax. Dax. That's it. And Isabella. Isabella. They're basically the, the main focal point of the Robins. And they're, they all each have their own specific, um, how would you say, fuck, skills, I guess? Yeah. Their own skills, their own way, their own way of doing things. Duke is a natural leader. Oh, it's straight up, yeah. Uh, Rico is a fighter. She yeah. knows martial arts. Mm. I think Dax Karate. is the, the inventor, right? Dax is the inventor, yeah. And then uh, the other guy... Uh, Andre. Andre, he's just a he's just a brawler. He is he's a brawler. He knows how to fucking get down. He he's knows got how, the attitude. He kind of knows how the bad guys work though. Yeah. Because of his own old man, for reasons. And Isabella is kind of how would you describe her? Badass. Badass. <laughs> she's <laughs> badass. I'm not sure. She's I guess she's kind of more responsible. I would say. Yeah. And then it's funny because uh, all of these get trained by specific. Robins that yes. became that During were Robin actual Robins. Wars, yeah, the, the actual Robins, including Tim Drake. I, I have I have uh, read a little bit of the Robin Wars. They they go ahead and, and train these Robins for a bit, and that that speech that Dick Grayson gave. Oh man, that was an amazing. What speech. was it? You have the guts. Uh, is about the guts of the of the glory. The guts of the glory. 
and this is like both or something. <laughs> that was, oh, I love that speech. If you haven't read Robin Wars, read Robin Wars. Dick Grayson is great in that. But yeah, each of them Amazing. get trained by another Robin. Yeah, or at each least is, yeah. The each Robins. of the, the focal points of the Robin gang get trained by a specific Robin. Yeah, for reasons, they, they for specific reasons. Towards yeah. them. Yeah, didn't Duke uh, and uh, Damien become like buds or something? Like, yeah, they went no, to go well, see a movie. Yeah, they did. Duke and Damien, yeah. Like I'm not sure. I do. Remember I know for sure because Duke was I trained did. by Dick Grayson. Yeah, but at the end, Damien got respect for Duke because yeah. Duke is uh, Duke figured him out. <laughs> I do the 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 main thing I do remember about the Robin Wars was Ro the Robins were fighting against the Court of Owls. The Court of Owls. The Court of Owls. The Taylor or whatever. I mean, that's the one. Correct. Yeah, that was yeah. what that event was about. Basically. Because okay. they want their gray son. Oh, that was so dumb. <laughs> stupid. Yeah, that was pretty stupid. Okay, well, for me, my favorite legacy character, Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel. Ah, goddammit. <laughs> I didn't think of that one. She is amazing. She's got nothing to do with the previous Miss Marvel, except for the fact that she loves superheroes, and Miss Marvel was her favorite superhero. The biggest fangirl. And when she turned out to have superpowers due to the, the uh, Terrigen Mist, Terrigen, yeah. she, she decided, what am I going to do? Become a superhero. Miss Marvel isn't using the name Miss Marvel. I'm gonna be Miss Marvel, and it was amazing. She's amazing. She's the she's this ball of energy and joy, and enthusiasm for everything superhero, and it's amazing. I loved it when she teamed up with Spider-Man and Wolverine before he died. Logan Wolverine. Yeah, right, right. I do remember that. And uh, she has her own villains in New Jersey. And now she's an Avenger. She went from no protecting Avenger. a specific neighborhood, and now she's protecting the world. It's. I feel like uh, she would work better if her stories were more contained, contained. within Marvel. I don't know. I feel what like she could be like... More, more small? Not small, but I feel like she's the potential to be one of the greatest superheroes. Oh, yeah. But they're always going to keep her as the kid. As a kid. Like, they're not going to let her grow. She's Basically, Peter Parker back in the day. Yeah, she's the new Peter Parker. Yeah. That's probably why I like her so much. Yeah, yeah. and also, isn't she kind of, um, isn't she one of those, yeah, doesn't she also have an interesting <laughs> story life kind of thing where she's also comes from a traditional American Muslim family as well, where she's trying to be the superhero, but, but her family... Her family doesn't know, but, you know, it's hard for her to keep doing it because she lives in a controlled environment. Am I wrong? Kind of. The, the, you're right. She, she's a, she's a first-generation Muslim girl in America. That's great because it adds more Character diversity. Character. Diversity. To Marvel Comics. Diversity. But uh, it, it uh, her parents are a bit controlling, but it's never... It's not. It's not too far. It's not the stereotype. Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't make her wear a hood and stuff, right? We're talking about the parents. They're not like, stereotypically. When you straight. think of r religious parents, you think of a lot of stereotypes and things that pop in the head. Yeah. They fit some of those where they're just overprotective, but a lot of the time, the things they tell her are right. Like they're just they're looking yeah. out for her best interest. They're good parents. Yeah, they're very. I'm not saying that they are, but like one of the things. Whenever, whenever I mean, whenever I read read something or watch something that involves like religious people, there's always that kind of uh, they're a little too into their thing, yeah, and it becomes a problem for whatever character. Right. At one point, Kamala goes to the man. I'm, I hope I don't get it wrong, but like the religious leader of the mosque. Uh, I don't remember what that 
title is of that exactly. Yeah. But uh, he gives her a lot of good advice on being a super. She doesn't tell him he's a superhero, but she she tells him that she has a, a another life that she wants to do more with, and he gives her a lot of good advice, kind of like be true to yourself, but also don't hurt your parents <laughs> like it's great it's and anything you might think goes one way it goes the other it's she has a very loving community and that's why she fights for new jersey because her neighborhood is the, her the, her it's her jersey. home and she's always gonna be it's jersey. protector yeah you're yeah. right she is spider-man yeah she is spider-man but in her way yeah but i mean i'm not saying yeah she's not a clone but in her own way yeah. oh i can't wait until they make a movie out of hers <laughs> Oh, I bet funny. you anything. Okay, they're making a Captain Marvel movie, and they're skipping the previous Captain Marvels. They're going straight to Carol Danvers. What are you saying to me? What I want is like maybe at the end, like a, like a ten-year-old girl being just kind of watching, and she's obviously like a little Muslim girl. That'd be the best in the world because just kind of like see her just seeing like a t- internet video or something, being super happy, something like that. Just. If you knew Kamala Khan, you'd know that'd be her or something. You know, right. that'd be great. We totally got his geek on. It could just be something that just happens in the movie, but like yeah. for people who actually know the character, would be like, "Oh, that's her. That's yep, her. that's Kamala." We fucking know. <laughs> and, hey, uh, hey, that's her. <laughs> just punch the person next to you. Let's look, look. Did you see that? <laughs> you don't understand. Uh, I do that a lot. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> this is important. That's true, folks. He does do that a lot. <laughs> I had to do that for the the DC uh, movie. Oh, yeah. Batman's for my brother. Okay. Because like, the whole, the, you know, the Flash scene when he comes back to le- um, to the future, right? Or to the past? I didn't see the movie. Uh, I haven't seen the movie. Uh, it doesn't make it matter. It's a stupid scene. The, <laughs> the future Flash comes in. And he does some really weird, amazing, like a couple seconds. Oh, hey. Oh, shit, I'm too early. <laughs> Come back. That's it. Huh. And then my brother's like, who's that? <laughs> just like, so I have to go, oh, that's Flash. I said it loud enough so everyone around me can, can hear it. Uh, the Flash. <laughs> I, I, all I hear is behind me is like, oh. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, well thank you. Thank you for that spoiler. Right. Sorry. Um, the it's other. A, it's a dumb spoiler. Don't worry. They're the one. It would be Terry McGinnis for for Batman Beyond, inheriting the title of Batman. It's that was my favorite Batman cartoon. That was great. Is he? He's he's great. I don't, there's not much to say about that. I don't know, man. He's he's pretty amazing, character-wise at least. For he's got all the, the the confidence and, and and and. He's not broody like. <laughs> he's not broody like Bruce, which is nice. But he still has that demeanor, sort of. Yeah. Uh, he's a more serious dude, but doesn't mean he can't have fun. Mm. You know what he is? He's basically Peter Parker as well. <laughs> Peter Parker is just the best character. He's the best archetype. He's my favorite archetype. There you go. Uh, so characters who use that kind of tend to be my favorites, like Terry McGinnis and Kamala, Kamala Khan. Khan. And me. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and Goku. There you go. Goku? Goku's like that. And talking about Goku, let's talk about Dragon Ball. That was terrible. That, that was close. It was, it was pretty good. So anyways... You guys remember Dragon Ball, right? The most dragon of all balls. That's the one with the robots, right? Yes. And then last time we talked about Dragon Ball, we saw Goku defeat the evil villain, King Piccolo. But there were casualties involved. Goku's best friend... Krillin was killed. 
Goku's master. Master Roshi was killed. And Tien's best friend slash little bro slash child. Yeah, Chatsu was killed. And that, there goes his podcast, man. Yeah. And, of, and not to mention a bunch of world, uh and contestants from the uh, other Budokai tournaments were also murdered. Oh yeah, Garen and Nam. Not to mention Piccolo himself. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but yeah, but there were a lot of casualties and probably a lot of few people that were murdered by King Piccolo when he was destroying the city. No one cares. But that's okay. Beside the point. Okay, so, so we last left Goku with Yajiro be taking him to Korin's Tower because Goku had asked him to. And when they arrive, Goku's back to normal. Because apparently, the Sensu Bean not only feeds you for ten days, but can heal you. What? That's new. That's pretty new. We find out that uh, Korin wasn't sure whether or not Goku could defeat King Piccolo. And, uh... Yajirobe's like, what? what? <laughs> Why did you send him to his death then? He's like, uh, well, if it wasn't Goku, who else would it be? <laughs> you know? He's the only one. Man. He's the only one. He's the only one who could defeat There's only someone. one one. And that's the one. That is the one. Uh, Corrin mentions that, uh, yo, Goku, your friends won't be able to rest peacefully in the afterlife. And Goku's like, what? Why? <laughs> because if you're killed by a demon, which Piccolo isn't, what is he? Uh, sp- oh, uh, alien. Spoiler. That's right. Spoilers. Spoilers. Who hasn't seen Dragon Ball? Okay, so yeah, but uh, Corrin. Well, at this time, Corrin says that Piccolo is a demon, and when you're killed by a demon, you just kind of wander the afterlife. With, like limbo. Which it sounds like a really like shitty rule, but. Yeah. And Corrin says like, "Oh, I forgot something." He remembers that uh, Goku could ask God. <laughs> To resurrect Shenron. God himself. And he's like, you forgot that? Okay. Yeah, that's... that's but, uh... Yeah, well, Goku doesn't know who, uh... Ka- um, basically... They Ka- call him Kami. Kami is Japanese for God. Well, that's what I was trying to we'll say. We'll usually call him Kami, but uh, when it's nec- when it, it makes more sense in the, the yeah, context, because, I'll say God. We'll yeah, say because, God. yeah, Kami and Kanji does mean God, so, yeah. So, God. Yes. Yeah, we'll just call him God for now on. So, uh, Goku's like, okay, well, where is God? Where can I meet God? He's like, well, he's in his sanctuary. Where's that? It's above the tower. (laughs) The tower that's up above the clouds. Yeah. They look up. He's like, I can't even... Where? (laughs) (laughs) It's just, it's that high that you can't see it. It's in space, basically. So... And then they throw ideas. Why don't we just use a rocket pack or the Nimbus? Well, Corrin says... The Nimbus can only go so high, and... That's interesting, that he says the Nimbus can't go past the tower. Which is like, that's... okay. That's... okay. That's insane. I didn't realize the Nimbus had a height limit. I mean, that kind of... Any kind of limit. Yeah, that's... okay. I've been going forever. And uh, for some reason, rockets or spaceships kind of get propelled by the sanctuary itself. And Goku even stated, I can't jump that high. Yeah, Goku's thinking low-tech. But Corrin does make a suggestion. You gotta use your power pole, Goku. Power pole! Power pole extend! Apparently, the power pole isn't a weapon. It's the bridge between Corrin's tower and God's lookout. Apparently, Corrin gave it to Gohan as... What was it? No, gift or something? Master Roshi. Oh, Master Roshi. He lent it to Master Roshi, and he never asked for it back because he didn't think anyone would ever need it. Oh. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Master Roshi was a student. It did... 
Goku realizes that he doesn't have his power pole, that he must have left it behind. So he gets on the Nimbus and realizes it's not at the the battle site where he destroyed King Piccolo. He was to Baba. Yeah, so he's to, yeah, he's just panicking. Cause he wants his friends back. Yeah. So he goes to Baba. Right? That's her name. Fortune Teller. Fortune Teller Baba. Yes. And he asks her. Where the fuck is my stick, homie? Well, yeah, because and he also remembered from last time it wasn't gonna be free, so he will he even offered, hey, who are the next five guys you want me to fight? And she's like, whoa, don't just chill out. You killed King Piccolo. None of my guys are going to want to fight you. I'll do it for free. Chill out, bro. And he indeed does. And turns out his power pole is at Kame House. And he just dashes over. Actually, he doesn't say thank you. He does say thank you. Yeah, but he dashes over, though. Mm He forgot that part. So Baba's uh, fortune was correct, that he indeed saved the world. Also, remember Tien grabbed the power pole. I do remember that, yeah. Power pole. So he, he bursts in the door, and everyone's happy to see him. Goku, it's you! Goku, what? This is like a, probably like, what, an hour or so later? Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, you're not dead. Yeah, you look okay. And Goku, this is great, he runs in. Oh, there it is! Ah, I found my pole! Hey, I can bring Krillin, Master Russian Chelsea back to life. See you guys, I'm gonna go talk to God. Bye! And <laughs> just leaves. And yeah, he, then he goes flying off, and everyone's like going, what just happened? So that's great. That's I love not explaining anything. <laughs> so he comes back. Turns out he, he just has to stick the power pole, the Neubel, into the top of Korin's tower and just have it extend. Oh, so Goku does this. Also, Korin gives him a bell, saying that's to prove, that's a symbol that he's been selected to go see God. That's pretty cool. It's man. like a pass. Yeah, one of those Kakashi bells. It's a Kakashi bell, exactly. And he, but he took it from Kakashi. Exactly. Which is why no one wins the bells. That's, yeah. Only Kakashi can see God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, now we're looking at the... I'm not a fan of the recolor of Corrin. You know, yeah, blue. they made him green. Like green, blue. Looks turquoise. Green, blue. Yeah. It looks teal. What are you talking about? Shut up. So uh, Goku shoots off. Into to all the way to the sky up to a floating fortress, basically. In it's like a floating fortress in the sky. It's like a half dome. It's it's just a, a the bottom half of a sphere. It's like a mini island. And it's, yeah, it's flat and it's floating. And there's trees for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and some build and some buildings. There's a little ladder, building. so I guess when you get off the pole, you can climb up. That's what Goku does. And up, we see a new character we learn to call Mr. Popo. Mr. Now, Popo. before we continue, let's, let's talk about Mr. Popo. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's please, let's talk about His him. appearance, he, he basically looks like a genie. He's got a turban with a gem in the front. He's got these, these round earrings, these hoop earrings. He's got a little, like, uh, fancy vest. He's got white puffy pants and pointy shoes with a sash for a belt. He's very round. He's a short dude. He's only a little bit taller than Goku. He's got pointy ears, but what stands out about him is he's got completely black skin with round red lips. Red lips. Yeah. So, it's hard to talk about this. I like Mr. Popo a lot. He's a great character. My question is, do you think 
Mr. Popo's blackface. Uh, that's really hard for me to say. Um, ugh. man, I feel uncomfortable right now. Kyle's white. Yes. Yeah. So anything Caucasian I say, you know, you're going is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna have a bunch of people. If I say something wrong, I'm gonna hear a bunch of people coming through the door and slap me. Take turns slapping me in the back of the head. As they should. Anyway, but, but to be true, uh, I like, I do like him as a character. And to be honest, I can't think of anything that could have changed, you know, would change him into making it not look like black. Nickelodeon tried. Oh, yeah, the purple skin. The blue is blue popo. Oh, blue popo. Oh, man, I'm thinking of the other one where they did with Jinx in the Santa Claus episode. Yeah, they made, no, uh, Jinx has been purple ever since. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, originally she was just black, and then you know they. Because Jinx elves. was definitely blackface. One hundred percent, yeah. And I'm gonna say, well, Renee, let's hear your opinion. How, how do you feel? On Popo? Yeah. Look, the Popo, he be blackface. I'm gonna say it. I'm I, gonna agree. I think Popo is hundred percent blackface. Because this was normal back in the day. No, it's the '80s. Whatever. Well, it is Japan, 1980s. And Japan does not usually have. Uh, non-offensive <laughs> uh, depictions of black people in anime. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it. If you watch a lot of anime, occasionally you run into the 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 uh, a, a black person or two, a character who's black, and they're never, at least ninety percent of the time, they're never flattering. They always look kind of blackfacey, just kind of the the way they're shaped, especially the way they draw the lips. It's always awful. Yeah, I mean. Um I've seen, I remember some 80s anime, like there was one particular one, but let's just say it was not politically correct. Right. And, I don't know. Toriyama, again, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person who's racist. I think just he's a guy who doesn't know very much about things. He sees well, it. We, we definitely proved that <laughs> he doesn't know anything about science, animals, anatomy, and a bunch of other stuff. He's made so, that perfectly clear. So political correctness or race, I think Nam is a good example of his knowledge of other race. I'm gonna say his. It just it comes from. I feel like Pope, the decision to make Popo look the way he does came from ignorance, not hate. So it's not okay that Popo looks this way. But it, it's 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 done. What's done is done. Yeah, we funny. can't can't stop it. Yeah. And, you know, we could make him blue popo, but that was awful. Yeah, I'd rather. But it, it helps that that he's not human. Yeah. That he's like a genie, orc kind of yeah. thing. He doesn't. Even, Something. He doesn't even have a nose. No, he I doesn't. mean, I know that's the Krillin effect, but you know, yeah. So we're just we're gonna accept popo. Uh, I, there's probably no reason to bring it up again, but uh, I felt we should have mentioned it. Right? At least once, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's move on. Yeah. And, oh, so, and folks, oh. put down their truck. Well, I was just going to say that uh, I thought he was like a weak character. Just a random servant. That doesn't mean anything. Uh, what do you mean? Well, we're about to find out. Oh, you're talking about your 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 idea of who Popo is going to be. Yeah. Actually, my favorite part of this panel, of this page, was, you know, Goku sees Popo, uh, and he goes, hey. And he goes, hey, back. Yeah, the Popo's presence is very non-threatening. 
Yeah. So you immediately assume he's just a nice, fun dude. Mm. And Goku asks him, are you God? No, I'm Mr. Popo. Like, <laughs> his servant. Like, oh, that's another thing. A servant or... Okay, well, he's a genie, though. He's a genie. Shenron is a, is a dragon who grants wishes. Holy shit. Okay, there's a connection. Anyways, yeah. we'll get there. So Mr. Popo tells him, hey, you're the guy who beat uh, Piccolo. How did you know? Like, oh, Kami told me. Kami knows everything. Kami knows all. Well, he's, he is God. He's like, oh, is, is, is he in that the house over there? Because there's, there's like a little castle on top of the... In the center? Like a mansion. A mansion on top of... Not, it's not in the center. It's on like the back... Oh, right. Back center. It's not in the middle. But it looks like a really nice um, place to live. Yeah, like a beach house almost. So he's like, hey, is that is that his house? Can I go, can I go talk to him? And he's like, yeah. Do you, he's like, yeah. Do you have the symbol uh, that? And he's like, yeah, yeah, no, the bell, the Kakashi bell. I got it. Oh, okay. Well, that just that doesn't give you a right to see him, but you can fight me for to prove yourself that you're worthy. Of course, it wouldn't be Dragon Ball without some kind of test of fighting ability. And he's like, you're the first human to make it up here, so I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love his big smile on his face. Like, and Goku is hella cocky. He's like, all right, well. Good luck. <laughs> and You'll Goku. Be surprised. <laughs> Goku does that thing where he goes so fast he just he's not visible anymore. And Popo's like, oh my god, he's disappeared! Gasp! <laughs> and he sticks his arm out to the left and knocks Goku out. Not out, but he hits him real hard. Pretty hard, yeah. Like, he knew Goku would be there before Goku knew he would be there. Yeah. I, I would think he would be like. You know, for me, he would be like, oh no, where'd you go? There you are! And that's what it is. He's playing dumb. Like, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's like, oh, oh I found you! <laughs> Turns out, I, I feel like that's what's happening, is that he's pretending to not really get it. Because Goku even falls for it. He's like, oh, you! Oh, I'll, uh, let's try this again! That, that was lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. But uh, before Goku can get off uh, his, a punch, uh, Popo nails him right, right square, square in the face. Right square in the face. In the right square. And Popo asked him, is, is, is that still luck, man? Still <laughs> luck? He's like, you're not strong, you're weak. Did you really kill Piccolo? Yeah, so Goku's kind of losing his cool. Goku attacks one more time, but Popo almost, like, teleports right behind him. And he shows off that he's just, he's way too powerful for Goku. And he's like, I'm disappointed. You're not strong enough to meet Kami. Or God. And uh, Goku, still very ineffective... That's that's it's that's all it is. It's Goku trying and Popo. Yeah. Popo explains that he has a lot of strength, but he doesn't know how to use it. Yeah. yeah. He says power alone isn't enough. So Goku's like, well, can I? Okay, let me just, let me. Can I train here for a little bit? <laughs> it's like what? Uh, okay, yeah, it's not gonna work, but <laughs> it's useless. But uh, do as you wish. Yeah. So Goku just kind of jogs around the entire <laughs> lookout. It's cool. <laughs> well, it's worked for him before. I think it's a little weird the lookout doesn't have, like, a fence or a rail. I don't know. It's just Popo. That's not... No, that's, it? that's no, just... No, that's just the edge. It's just uh, the edge. But, yet again, you don't worms. need a fence or a pole if, you know, you're the first human ever to, you know... That's, that's very... I guess there's just only two people up there, so yeah. it, they're probably used to it. But I don't know. I feel like... I, I, wouldn't, get, I wouldn't get close to the edge. Yeah. And uh, right away, Goku starts to get tired, and that's when uh, Popo mentions, like, yeah, there's not much oxygen up here. <laughs> you should uh, you should keep that in mind. It's like, if you, if you want to, you can't just be strong, you have to be able to read movements. You have to be as 
as calm as, as the sky and move faster than lightning. So, okay, Goku tries to clear out his mind. Well, he tells Goku, first empty your soul. And he kind of just kind of zones out for a second. Yeah. And, and Goku's like, oh, like this? And he just does an impression of <laughs> Mr. Popo. He's like, no, you're, you're, you're just not thinking. Clearing your soul is a little different. Yeah. And he's like, but and you also must move faster than lightning. And Goku, and er, Mr. Popo, Popo, so moves so quickly he ends up behind Goku, without Goku even noticing. Whoa! He's like, yeah, I can see everything as well. Like he's he's looking the opposite direction. He goes, I can see that you just scratched yourself with your right hand. <laughs> oh, what? What? You have eyes in the back of your head? Nah. <laughs> I can see the movement better than you can. He has like this omnipresence because he's calm and he's he's just aware of everything. He's telling Goku, you need to be like me in order to beat me. He's like, wow, you're like, you're so strong. He's like, yeah, yeah, Kami taught me everything I know. Like, what? Kami's even stronger? Like, yeah, he's a thousand times stronger than I am. Wah. What? Oh my goodness. Yeah. And Goku asks the question. But if you're so strong, why didn't you fight? Uh, why didn't you fight Piccolo? Why didn't we you have our him? reasons? Kind of odd there, don't you think? Yep. No. But at this at this point, uh, you hear a voice saying, "You please me." I don't know how he sounds. <laughs> oh, I never I never heard him talk. I you never heard to, him talk? All right. Before we continue, I forgot to we forgot to mention. Korin forgot to tell Goku something about Kami, but something that's familiar. So the voice says, I like you a lot, kid. You can come see me right now. Woohoo! So they go in, God shows his face, and he looks exactly like... King Piccolo. King Piccolo! Of course, Goku doesn't take kindly to this. Bastard! How are you still alive? Goku attacks... And he just knocks Goku away with a flick. He is a thousand times stronger than King Piccolo. But it, is he King Piccolo? No. Popo mentions like, hey, kid, that's not Piccolo. That's Kami. It's Kami. Despite his appearance. <laughs> and he mentions Kami asks Goku, didn't didn't Korin tell you anything? How like him? Yeah, apparently, apparently Korin likes to screw with people. <laughs> yeah, he well, does. he is a cat, so. You know, messing with people. He is. says, uh, a long time ago, Peckle and him were one person. They were one singular expert in martial arts. And one day he came to see God, just like Goku has today. And he wanted to... Oh, God was dying. <laughs> and he wanted to succeed him. He wanted to become the next God, but God wouldn't allow him to do so. Because apparently he had an evil deep within him that would prevent him from being a good God. A good guardian of Earth. Yeah. Pretty much the title of Kame means you're just a guardian. And so, after some training, he's able to expel that evil. Not realizing the responsibility he would have in that. Because the evil became King Piccolo. Right. And caused all that trouble. And because he defeated King Piccolo, he decided... Because Goku defeated King Piccolo, Kami decides to reward Goku. That's nice. And it says, I'll grant your wish, but in return, you train here. Yeah. Which is something Goku probably would have asked to do With anyway. pleasure! <laughs> Hell <Our> yeah! 
Yeah, I like how Kami's like going, I, uh, good, I know what you want, um, I need a wish, but I can't bring back the dead. Alright, so basically well, Kami can't bring uh, the dead, but he can bring back uh, the dragon. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. How is he, how can he, okay, well he's got and all that shit. How could he not resurrect the dead when Shenron can resurrect the dead? Maybe Shenron's the middleman. They talk about this in BBC. They do? And he's like, normally I don't, I don't just give people whatever they want, but this time I'll make an exception because just for you, buddy, you killed me. <laughs> you killed my worst half. From now on, you can't depend on me. You, you got to do everything yourself. Let me resurrect the, the dragon wells for you. There's an emergency. There are the dragon wells. Yeah. So Goku is now completing his quest. Kami asks Popo to bring Shenron to him. Which now makes more sense that Piccolo was able to kill Shenron because he was part of the Kami Yeah. I don't think anyone has tried to attack Shenron before, so... Well, no, he's huge. Yeah. And Popo brings out... The orb thing with Shenron pieces. I don't know what it is. Glass case, a glass case. He brings out a tray. A tray with a glass case with and Shenron pieces in it. A statue of Shenron, and it's broken in the into. And he asks Mr. Popo to repair him. And uh, Goku asks, like, that's Shenron, that little statue? And Popo's like, yeah, I build things. And I Kami things. gives him life. Kami gives him life. So that's a fun fact about Popo, is that he's an artist. Oh. He, he made that statue of Shenron. He designed Shenron. He made humans. Uh, no. no. <laughs> you totally missed the point. He made Shenron. He designed Shenron. And, and, uh, That's a good design, Popo. Yeah, Popo's amazing. Like, uh, that's, that's really great, actually. So he, he made the Dragon Balls, apparently, uh, Kami to give hope to the people of Earth, but they kinda, they misuse them, get personal gain, and all that. Except for Goku, who just wants to bring back his friends. Uh, Mr. Popo gets done super gluing Shenron back together. <laughs> Kami resurrects him. And then he gives him an exposition dump. He says normally they'd be stones for a whole nother year, but just this once, I'll get you your wish right away. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. But you gotta remember, you promised to train here. And he's like, okay, like you, and the reason I want you to train here for the next three years is for the next... Uh, Budokai. Yeah, for the next Budokai, the next martial arts tournament. And Goku looks confused, like, why? Because Piccolo will be there to kill you. To kill you. What? Remember? Remember, he hates peace. But I killed him! Unfortunately, no, he's still alive. Apparently that egg he spat out with, with the little baby Piccolo. Baby, 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 adorable little baby, baby I hate peace. I hate peace. <laughs> I hate friendship. I hate love. But I love hate. <laughs> Apparently, he's gonna be there ready to kill Goku at the next tournament. Yeah, barely. Yeah, but well, it's so high in the sky. I don't think Piccolo is able to travel. Well, I don't think Piccolo cared since he knew he was gonna be in the tournament. I don't think Piccolo even knew. The point is, Piccolo knew he was gonna be in the Budokai, so he just fuck it. He's gonna train to the Buddha guy. Yeah. G Goku manages to humble them by asking where the toilet is. No, I, I love that. I actually like the part where he goes, I'm ready to start training. Oh, uh, one thing. Can I use your bathroom? And they fall over. <laughs> Regular guy. Yes. Uh, first door to the left. But uh, Popo mentioned something very important that if Piccolo and Kami were one person, then if Piccolo dies, so does he. So they're connected. Mm -hmm. And Kami says, I can't commit suicide. That's not a good thing for God to do. Uh, I need Goku to do this for me. Goku can pull it off. It's like shit. 
And he's like, "This he can, yeah, he can do it. He can pull it off." And Pope was like, "That's what I'm afraid of." <laughs> yeah, we yeah, but now we're back to the Kame House. Shenron is alive and awake. And like, holy crap! What? Okay, we're not gonna ask questions. We're just gonna we're gonna ask for a wish. And Shenron, instead of just doing his normal bit, mm-hmm. he tells him, uh, "God revived me." Yeah. Son Goku asked God to revive me. Yeah. And he's training with God for the next tournament. Yeah. But and and God has told me your wish, so I'm gonna grant it. And they're like, the sanctuary. What What are you talking about? So he the, he resurrects Krillin, Master Roshi, and Chaozu, and we get little little scenes of them waking up, and then the others being happy about it. And then we not they're not the only ones that come back. Garen and Nam are also revived. So anyone who was killed by Piccolo, basically. Yeah, yeah pretty much. And I like these I like these panels because it tells a story without any dialogue. You know? It's a good visual. That's cool. That's Goku's all right. So every, the 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 rest Yamcha, Bulma, and friends are filling in the dead friends. <laughs> what ha- what ha- what what went down? Tian mentions or Yamcha mentions that he's training at God's sanctuary, and Roshi's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <point? laughs> It's like, oh, that's crazy. If anyone can train with... Oh, they didn't even know it was God. They just knew it was the sanctuary. Well, Roshi knew, yeah. Roshi knew right away that the sanctuary meant he was training with God. And they're like, God? Like, what? He said Kami, but I didn't think he really meant that Kami. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. I died out by the third one. Just me next time. So, but yeah, uh, so everyone's a little freaked out, and Tien looks really pissed. Roshi mentions Goku's way stronger than him, so he can't imagine how powerful he's gonna be when that training's done. So Tien, he doesn't even, it doesn't phase him. He's like, you know what? God, huh? <laughs> I'll show him. <laughs> I'll train harder than Goku that he could even imagine. Tien is a non-stop badass. Yeah, he is, man. I gotta admit, yeah, he's definitely, he's 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 definitely full of confidence. He hears God and he takes it as a challenge. Yeah. Fucking bring it, bitch. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> we we go back to the Kami's lookout, the sanctuary, and uh, we get a little bit of each of the each of our fighters training, Goku, Tien, Yamcha, and Krillin. Hey! Yeah. So ends that and immediately, already, we're at the next tournament. Oh, yeah, time skip. Our crew's third Budokai tournament. And third time skip. And I want to talk about these opening drawings. First of all, they're amazing. Second, it's raining. Yeah. Rain. Now, whenever I, whenever I think about rain in comic books, I think of uh, Frank Miller. He does all that crazy white and black. Mm-hmm. It's all. It's very contrast and it's over the top and crazy and it's very artful and it's, it's just very intense when he draws the rain here it's just rain it's just rain. it's just a rainy day it's a rainy day people walking around with umbrellas like there it's just a bunch of lines that <laughs> it literally drew. is just a bunch of lines but it but like things in the background are kind of faded out it's I can't. I can't explain it. It's just rain. It looks like a, a regular rainy day. I can't. I've never seen rain in a comic that just looked like a regular rainy day. 
Exactly. It's always intense. It's always something to to be welder at because it took a long time for the artist to do. Like they're trying to bring attention. Like, look, I drew rain. All right. It's really hard. It's really hard. Yeah, I can't imagine how long he had to plan for that process just to make it look. You know, even the palm tree I see in the background. Right, but he makes it look effortless. Like he wasn't calling attention to how much time he put into things. This just looks really, really good. Yeah, I love the backgrounds and the set pieces and everything on it. Like, I want to color this. That's how good it looks. Yeah. It's... Oh, man. I don't know. You guys, you, you guys see what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah. And we, we, we get a couple of scenes of the tournament grounds, and we, we come to Master Roshi and Launch, waiting for their friends to arrive. And their first friend arrives... Oh. Oma. How old is she right now? Um, she was 15 when the series started, right? Yeah. I think she's now in her 20s. So she would have been 23 at the first tournament, right? No. No, 18. Because yeah. they had a year to finish training, right? Yeah, so she was like six, 16 or 17 when the first tournament came. And then three years after that. So let's say she was 16 at the first tournament. Uh -huh. Second tournament, she would have been 19. Here, she's 22. All right. Oh. Let's say, She's yeah, early old. 20s. I mean, She's old. 22 is old. How old are you? 24. <laughs> I'm saying is she got older. Yes, she's, she's aging yeah. like people do. Don't even. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to Master Roshi. He's, He's all about the centuries old. The pat pat. Yeah. The first thing, what is, first thing Master Roshi does. He grabs Boma's ass. Well, he, t he yeah, he definitely... Uh, doesn't look like grabs. a grab, it's just like he rubs his... I mean, he doesn't, like, grab a trunk. He, he's just feeling it up. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I and remember this. And, of course, Bulma does... <laughs> you know, punches him and... What? I forget. She, yeah, she elbows him. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, he deserves it. And uh, a man comes up to them. Wearing a turban, having a lot of different... Um, wearing a different garb. Yeah, a man in a turban in, with an umbrella. He comes and he, up, and he goes... Uh, Master Roshi, I'm happy to see you. And everyone's like going, who are you? Everyone, you guys look pretty healthy. And Roshi's like, this is one of your friends. And <laughs> like, who's this guy? Where's Krillin the Yamcha? Where, yeah, maybe they're inside already. And one by one, they it's all realize it. It's Goku. No it's way. Goku. Yeah. He's an adult. He's taller than all of them. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you guys? Of course it's me. And the rain stops. And Oolong's like, you, you can't. Are you really Goku? Like, yeah, is it because of this stupid thing? And he takes <laughs> off the turban. <laughs> and he unwraps it, and boom! Goku's trademark hair. Yeah. Yeah. It's really me. Hey, did no. you guys shrink? Yeah. <laughs> right away. <laughs> no, you just grew up. So let me talk about an interview that Toriyama had recently. No. All right, yeah, go for it. He had it last year for the 30th anniversary. Oh, last year, okay. Where uh, he mentioned how uh, fans were very upset with him with this. What? Really? Apparently, you're not supposed to change your main character ever. That was a thing. That main characters always stayed the same. And it's what people could always come back to the story because the character didn't change at all. But he made Goku grow up. No one had, no one did that. He didn't know that. He didn't know that was a thing. He didn't know that was an unspoken rule. Yeah, it was an unspoken rule that he just like whatever. I don't, I don't know that. So he made Goku taller, and he got a bunch of hate mail saying you ruined Goku. <laughs> oh my God. Wow, I forgot how much fandom can have an very angry uprise. Now here's the thing, maybe because of Dragon Ball, but that's the way I think Shonen is supposed to go. There's a time skip and the characters come back older. 
right? Yeah. That's like the unspoken rule for me. That's been my whole life. Yeah. That characters come back yeah, different. That they're supposed to change. Yeah. Yeah. In One Piece, didn't Luffy ask his friends not to, you know, come back for what two, three years? Two and a half years that they they it didn't took, see each other. It took him a while to do a time skip, but he even Oda did a time skip. Even Oda did a time skip, and they all came back pretty different. And and that's just the norm for me. And I think I don't know. I haven't read every manga ever. Yeah. No. Oh. I feel like Dragon Ball started that, right? Yeah, he definitely. Yeah, he did it, something. Definitely a trend that no one else did, has exactly. the courage to do. He started the thing where everyone comes back older and different, and it's. I love that. That's. He didn't mean to, but he. He didn't mean to, but he started something that's now uh, a staple within manga and anime. And I feel like he doesn't really think about it. I, I don't think he. Yeah, he doesn't get how much he's contributed <laughs> to the world that way. Someone asked him about it, I was like, oh, oh I guess well, that I, did happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was an interesting thing to bring up. Yeah, I I was, yeah, I was, I was a bit surprised. I mean, I knew ahead, but I'm like going, oh, wow. There's such a, an extreme change so quickly. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen later, actually. Yeah, I thought they, you know, I thought there would be, like, at least a little bit of training montage or something. Time skips are nothing to Toriyama. <laughs> Well, at least he moves his story along. Exactly, he doesn't waste time, which is what's great about Toriyama's work. Hey everyone, Uh, this episode was again too long. I think I figured out why. I think we're including too many chapters in our our discussions. And as of recording this, we have finished recording through Dragon Ball and we're ready to move on to Z. So hopefully when the the Saiyan arc starts up, this won't be an issue anymore. You can have a full episode with a beginning, middle, and end. Alright, well thanks for listening. And uh, be ready for next time with the rest of the Tenkaichi Burokai. Yeah.